Welcome along to the Russell Parkey uh, show, which we are in sending out from. We're in. We're in. Um, where are we? Islington or somewhere? We're in Hackney. We're in Hackney. Clapton. Clapton. Clap, not Clacton. We're not. You know, there's no. What, not Clapham. No, there's not Clapham. Not Clacton. It's Clapton. Anyway, uh, we're at Nick and Katie's house, and of course their children are still going to arrive shortly. That's Theo and, um, is it Zara? Yes. And uh, they're going to be delivered with a Finnish, oh, sorry, a Finnish, not Finnish, a Finnish um, nanny. So she's coming. She, she's apparently, she's doing So you it. have to leave before then? Yes, we do have to leave before then. We're leaving for a couple of reasons. One, one reason is we have to go back and pick up Nina from uh, nursery. And the other reason we're leaving is we don't want to put Nick Packard back in Hodgson Hospital, where he's been, because we, you know, it might be too much for him. He's recovering from a very, very serious operation, and um, he's, to be honest, he, he's lucky to be alive. And um, you know, we do. Cheers, we, cheers, cheers. It's, this is to Nick, Nick being alive, really. And I've got with me uh, my technician. Sorry, Nick can tell us about the operation. Yeah, if I stop talking, Nick can tell us. Yeah, Nick, tell us about your operation. <laughs> it was well, all funny. It, yeah. No, no, it was a bit funny. Okay. Uh, it was a burst appendix, and so they had to. Well, it was the bank holiday. It's bank holiday. On, on bank holiday Friday. Yeah. Probably not the best time. No. To uh, need require emergency surgery, as I think um, many of the any of the staff were off on there. Jollies, yeah, yeah, as I would have been, yeah, if, well, if yeah, I yeah. had it my way, but um, yeah, I think I'd had it for a week or so beforehand, anyway. So it was, it was rumbling for a week beforehand, was it? I've been ill for a week beforehand, and, and, and then uh, what happened, Nick? Well, I'd phoned the one one one, yeah, and they well, you got into you got some intense pain, did you? I did, yeah, I'm up here at the top, at the at the top, he's he's, he's brushing his chest. He's yeah. sort of right, well, it, it would be a breast, but, you know, that sort of area. Yeah. So that's where you got the intense pain, did you? Yeah, and they said on the 111, oh, we're going to send an emergency ambulance for you. Yeah. And I said, don't bother, I'll get a cab to the hospital. It's yeah. five minutes. Okay. So I got an Uber down there. So, so they I, wouldn't I, let me off the phone. Like I, I put the phone down. I said, I'm going to I'm on the way to hospital. And then she rang me back straight away, the one 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 lady. Yeah. I think she was worried. Worried about you. Yeah, I think they're not allowed to like let you go. But I was you, like, look, I'm at Homerton. But you ordered an Uber taxi to take you to Homerton Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Scene so, scene of scene of birth of my two children. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, well known to me. Yeah, so that's where that's where um, that's where your two children had been born and that's where you went with your birth appendix in the Uber. I didn't know that at the time. Though. No, no. So what happened when you got to what there, Nick? I had to wait quite a long time to see someone. Yeah. And then I saw two doctors who did an ultra scan on me, but they said, we're not experts in this. Yeah. We don't really know what we're doing. Yeah. But it looks like you've got a gallstone. Okay. Uh, a stone in your gallbladder. Okay. Are we going to be able to hear any of this? Nick! 
don't worry. If you, um, if the listeners, if you can hear in the background, some artisan workers next door doing a bit of drilling. Don't worry about that. They're over here and they're very welcome. They've, they've come somewhere from Eastern Europe and they're very welcome. Nick, just carry on. I mean, okay. Charles' technician thinks, you know, we should go inside. But no, it's, you know. Would that be legal? <laughs> of course, it's all legal. <laughs> but here we are in the sunlight. In the sunlight. Mark, there's a, there's a, a mark of a, a plane that's just gone across the sky. I don't know which way it's going or what's happening. Is it going towards Heathrow? Is it going towards London City Airport? We'll never know. We don't care. Are they quarantining? Um, exactly, yes. Come might be coming from India. It's the first yeah. day, I think. Now, now, if you come from India, yes, no. you have to prove that you've paid for a okay. stay at a, a, a government-mandated... Okay. So what happens now if you come hotel? from India? You have to quarantine. I don't know, is it 10 days or 7 So days? you have to be quarantined in a, in a hotel... Selected by the government for for seven or eight days or something. Yeah. Can I just tell the uh, listeners that most British hotels are just you know very small rooms put together. Uh, sort of modern hotels have got small rooms. They're not like they used to be. I mean, in the, back in the old days, you know, they used to have big ballrooms and high ceilings, and you know, hotels were quite sunny. And um, people didn't used to go on holidays to Spain and stuff like that. They used to holiday and they used to go to the coast so places like eastbourne which which we'll talk about later uh, you know they had, had the grand hotel eastbourne and you know they had the set all over the south coast they had big hotels they were swanky places i think in fact it's i've just sort of is that where they're going so they're quarantined now no i don't think they are going to the to the grand hotel in eastbourne i think they're going to some some grotty hotel in um near heathrow probably and it'll be, and it'll be dreadful. There'll be, of course, London is is covered in um, emissions and smog and smoke, because that's what we do these days. We buy cars, and um, we sit in traffic jams. So you know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, we had horse and cart, and you could actually travel from, say, Heathrow to Mount Pall Mall in a horse and cart quicker than you can now today, because today. You just get stuck in traffic and you belch out your fumes. And you all, and all, so, I mean, the yeah. quickest way around London is on yeah. a bike. Is on a bike. Okay, bicycle. Okay. Push bike. Okay, okay. I was talking to my... Um, my uh, Incidentally, one yeah. of the guys that was in hospital with me yeah. in the ward had had an accident on his bike. On his bike, yeah. With another cyclist. Mm. And it's Malro. Hello to Malro. Malro. I hope he's out of hospital now. Okay, Malro. And he uh, he, he smashed his head, broken yeah. his helmet. Luckily, he's wearing a helmet. Yeah, yeah. And then he totally mangled his right leg. Right. And he'd broken both the bones in there and bad breaks. So they weren't straight. And he'd had some sort of operation. So he had the metal sticking out of him. Yeah, yeah. Loads of metal. And it was all yellow and swollen. And it was still too swollen. They needed to do another op. Yeah, yeah. To fix it in the right place so are you did you say he had an accident with another cyclist yeah he didn't really remember what had happened yeah but he'd been involved in a, in a crash with another cyclist yeah okay yeah well that's, he was a nice man and uh that's a new talked a lot well, i talked to him as much as i talked to anyone when i came out of the acute care ward yeah. onto the thomas audley ward yeah yeah he you gave his name he yeah. sounded a bit eastern european He's italian me. He's Italian, in fact. Yeah, and so he was there on his own, really, young man. Yeah. And his mum and dad were obviously not in the country. And yeah. 
I don't think he had a partner or anything. He had a friend who was always housemate who came to see him. But yeah. He must. He had his laptop and stuff, and so he could communicate with other yeah. people. But yeah. It was. It gets pretty boring, you know. Yeah. When, when you're there. So, so, what age was was Malro? Oh, in his twenties, I think. In yeah, his twenties. Yeah. So a young Italian man yeah. in London. Yeah. Had a a bike on bike accident and yeah. very seriously injured and he's being operated on in Hombanton Hospital. He needed one more operation yeah. and then he would be able to go home. Go home. Yeah. But he had to wait for the swelling to go down. When I left, so I left two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think he was, he'd already been there, I think, three weeks at that yeah. point and he was yeah. looking at at least another week. Yeah. So he probably should be out now, shouldn't he? Hopefully, hopefully he's out and about. When you say home, do you mean where he's living in London? Yeah. So yeah. and that would be somewhere around here, will it? Or... Yeah, he did tell me somewhere in Hackney. But yeah. So he's going to be sitting there, looking out for the Russell Parkey show. Yeah, looking out to listen to the Russell Parkey show, and and we send you, you know, all our love. Yeah, I hope you're getting well, my and friend. I hope you you're improving. And everyone, and Barry, one of the other guys. Oh yeah, okay. Barry, Barry, who's yeah. in our room. Yeah. He moaned like hell. Yeah. Virtually the whole time. Barry the moaner, yes. And he was saying, he so this is the thing. This is I learned like the the skill and patience and great qualities of the nurses in the hospital yeah and that they had to he couldn't go to the toilet himself so he yeah. would soil himself yeah and they would have to clean him up oh right and as they were cleaning him up he i think he was complaining because he was getting cold and he would threaten the the, the nurses with physical violence oh, i mean he was dear. an old man and i think like it was probably pretty clear yeah he probably wasn't going to do that, but yeah. he did threaten them. Yeah. And I did think that was quite nasty. Yeah. And I did feel sorry. For, I mean, they said, Oh, don't, you know, please don't say things like that, you know? And they were very calm. Yeah. Them. Yeah. But then there was one male nurse who, when he did say things like that, said, no, don't say that. And he yeah. shouted pretty quick. He was yeah. a big lad. I don't yeah. think he wanted yeah. to mess, but it did. It was interesting in that was his attitude that he felt that he could say that to the lady nurses, yeah, and he would sort of continue with it and come back to it. But then he didn't with the male nurse. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that was just an interesting observation. That I made. So, okay, okay. So, um, you know, let's get down to details. I mean, um, so he didn't have a colostomy bag, or, or did he? No, so, I don't think he did. I think he he, he just had like nappies and stuff. So, I mean, he, he sure, surely should have had a, a colostomy bag attached to him so he could, that's what... Well, I think he was still functioning. I think it was that he couldn't move in order to get to the toilet. I don't really know. I'm not, obviously, a yeah. medical expert. But, but, I mean... But, but, so that was the problem. So maybe they didn't want to do that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, back to me, my favourite subject. Well, when... are you going to go on a monologue now? Yeah, well, I'm going to... Well, it's my job to stop you. <laughs> Let me just rent for a well, bit. Well, are you sure? Yeah, because it's coming. Is it about hotels or stuff? Right. No. So I was in um, King's College Hospital. Ah. And I had this device attached to my plonker. Mm. So that the idea was for me to urinate into a bag, which was also attached. That's what you do. And anybody. A catheter. Who, catheter. Had the same. That's the word. Can you describe how it goes in and how it goes out? I can't. I, no, not really. All I remember, it was attached to the end of my plonker. <laughs> and I sort of had it for a couple of days. And I said, 
I can remember saying, so I'm at King's Hospital, King's College Hospital. I can remember saying to this nurse, who's a, who's a lovely person and a very attractive, uh, sort of about 30 year old, uh, and she happened to be uh, a black girl. She was a black girl. And she, we got on well because she, she realized that I'd just been given, I think Maria, my wife, brought in this silk dressing gown that I used to wear that. And she used to refer to me, she said, Oh, Hef. So she she gave me that nickname that Hugh Hefner used to have of Hef. So she used to say, Hello, Hef. How are you doing, Hef? And all these, and I, I was on her level and I found it funny and she found it funny. I don't suppose anybody younger would have would known what the hell we were talking about. But anyway, anyway, she said to me, or she said to Hef, she said, I said to her, I said, look, and this is the middle of the night. She was doing the night shift. I said to her, look, I don't like this bloody thing attached to the end of my plonker. I don't want to, I don't want to use it. I'm used, I've spent my whole life, I've spent, you know, 62 years, whatever I was in. I've said 62 years going to the toilet. I want to go to the toilet. I don't want all these paraphernalia attached to me. So anyway, so she had, she must have had a word with somebody, I don't know, duty manager or something like that, because she, she, God bless her. She, she took this thing off me, but it took some doing. Yeah. It took some, it's, it was not, a an, it's not a nice procedure in or out. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't really, I didn't understand it then. I don't understand it now. But she was, so in the middle of the night, she was crouched over my crutch area, taking off this thing, which is attached to the end of my plonker and the bag. <laughs> I saw the funny side of that, but, and, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, she took it off and it was great. The thing was... Um, They'd have a pot. So that, that meant from then on, I could, I hobbled because I'd been operated on that. I hobbled to the toilet and I could go to the toilet by myself. Now, um, I, this is halfway through the, the rant, Nick. Um, I didn't, in fact, go to my num do any number twos in a toilet. What happens is, because I was operated on, they fill you full of these different pain-killing sort of drugs. So I didn't want to go to the toilet. They constipate you. Yeah, they yeah. constipate you, yes. So so I hadn't gone to the toilet. It's the morphine. I think, I think the opiates constipate you. Is it? Is yeah. it? Okay. Because yeah. it was. they were very interested with me obviously they had, all my innards had been taken out they had to cut me right open yeah yeah and they were very concerned as to when my bowel movements would start again. okay were they and yeah. they when they did it took an awful lot of effort yeah after a couple of days so pretty yeah. three days after my operation yeah yeah for the tiniest amount to come out but yeah, yeah. I have to say it was an intensely pleasurable experience yeah, when yeah, it finally did. Yeah, yeah. And they and then all the like the doctors, the surgeons, and the nurses were, you know, delighted. And they were okay. told when Katie came in later that day, they said, "Oh, he's been for a poo." Oh right. And, you know, so great, that was a big news. And I think I think fairly shortly, you know, the next day, the doctor came to see me in the morning and said, "Well, you can go home now." Oh, lovely. Yeah. So in fact, so so in fact, in Humberton Hospital. Big rumor was Nick Packard's had a poo, and and that word spread round. That's great. So the streets of Hom of Homerton, I'm, I'm sure they're dancing happy. in the streets. They were dancing they in were. the streets. Yeah. yeah, and well done. To go back to the previous conversation. Yeah, yeah. The catheter. Yes, yes. I do remember that going in. Okay. And I can tell you, it was a quite unpleasant experience. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes. 
and they they inject something yeah down your, down your willy yeah yeah that was quite painful yeah and then they feed a tube and it's a the tube is this cable here it's probably yeah. wider than this cable yeah, here yeah on on your microphone not very good on the radio but yeah no it's quite a wide tube yeah and, and then but the funny thing is when it reaches your bladder you yeah. you feel it yeah and then suddenly all the liquid drains out and I, I found that a very strange sensation yeah 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 but i only had that in for a couple of days and yeah. then they took it out and then they took it out and then but then i couldn't move very well yeah because of where my scar is like from my belly button to my navel mm, mm. i was not moving well so if i particularly in the night yeah if i needed a wee i had one of those like bottle things that are yeah. quite clever that they give you yeah and you yeah. can just go for a wee in those in your in your yeah in your bed it's, it's, lying down yeah i'm, I'm sure i was lying flat a lot at that stage that sounds like the same as me i can't remember them putting the the catheter you know into my willy um it was probably done when i was being operated on i suppose oh maybe because yeah. on the 1st of july 2017 i had my triple bypass artery was it was that emergency did they take you in and then they did it straight it, away? no it wasn't really emergency no nick no i i mean i you know i will tell you i suppose, i can tell you no it wasn't really emergency and what what happened was oh i can't be bothered can i talk about this on, on another yeah. occasion because nick today is about you oh, we, i thought it was about you myself it's all about you myself and my son charles have come to see you thank to, you and to and to cheer you up to make sure right now nick has got the scar on his belly button which he's shown us which is like a how many inch in, it's a six five six inch cut so from his belly button downwards he's got this scar now it's looking great it's not looking infected or anything looking fantastic Sim now i i had the scar sort of from my um top of my from my neck for my what's, what's this bit called what's this bit chest yeah but right from the bottom Ad of your neck apple. yeah, apple. yeah but, well it's not quite up to your, is it up to your Adam's apple no but below it yeah just the, yeah, so, your chest right at the top of your chest so yeah. top of my chest chest below the adam's apple for about five or six inches i suppose it seems to stop i reckon yours is yeah i reckon yours is longer oh longer oh, okay yours is, uh, yeah yours is what jack one thing seven inches yeah yours i think yours is longer than mine anyway so mine stopped um after my chest and I seem to remember some staples, and it was a big deal to take the staples out, and uh, which which Nick had as well. And Nick's staples are out. I was I was more scared of having the staples out, yeah, than I was of having the actual operation. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I didn't really know what it would involve. Yeah, but then in the end, actually, it was quite straightforward. Yeah, well, the, the trouble is these things build up in your mind, don't they? Yeah, and so I had had immediately after the operation they put a dressing on it like which had a sort of grid thing underneath it yeah and then a, a tape clear like tape thing on top of it yeah and yeah. that had stayed on yeah from the moment i had my operation yeah until i went to have the staples taken off yeah at my doctor's surgery on which was the monday just gone so probably like not quite yeah probably like two weeks yeah over two weeks it'd been on so i hadn't seen my scar yeah yeah until that time yeah and then and then, so how long ago was this when they took the staples out was that it a week monday just gone 
okay. What were we Friday today? So Friday, so, yeah. so only four days yeah. really. Yeah. So you, okay. And then I had the nurse, my doctor. She put another bandagey thing on. Yeah, yeah. And she said in a couple of days take that off and then have a shower. Yes. And very gently just wash it. So the last couple of days, I, I did that on Wednesday. I took yeah. it off on Wednesday. Yeah. Had a shower. Had a shower today, yesterday and today. Yeah. And because there's a little bit of like dried blood there, which I sort of need to get off yeah but weirdly enough where the skin folds meet each other yeah i think i've lost a bit of sensation like maybe the nerves have gone or something there okay quite interesting so it doesn't touch i mean it's sore like having a t-shirt on top of it and stuff that yeah. rubs yeah feels a bit sore but it's got a lot better even in the couple of days that's yeah. been in the fresh air well ho- hopefully nick you know you will continue with your vast improvement and um Back to work on Monday. Are you back to work on Monday? Half day. I'm doing half days. Not doing a half day. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. do you have to travel? You don't have to travel far. No, I'm just going to work from home. Work from home. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, this is the thing. Working from home. We're all doing it. It's You're, great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a new, it's a new thing. I think. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. Going to have a change. You know, a bit of a change. Maybe not as dramatic as some people think. But... Yeah. Well, Maria and I, we went down to uh, West Sussex recently. And we drove through Croydon, and to be honest, I just got the feeling Croydon, Croydon, Croydon was was like it's a ghost town. It's empty. Well, the centre of town is a ghost town. Yeah, like, as as and is the city. The, yeah, central London, and I'm sure the city of London. So this has really been a big, uh, a big thing, hasn't it? Working from home. So we're all doing it, and it's well. There's obviously not many good things about the pandemic. But that's one of the things. It's really instigated us to uh, work from home. It's forced a change. That, forced that, us all. That might have been coming a bit. Yeah. But um, it's it's given us a good banged it on probably ten years in a in a year or I don't yeah know, maybe yeah. more. And and we're all communicating electronically, and it's probably that's why we're sitting around this table here. And I um, think you hmm. won't probably beat face to face interaction. No. No ever no. but there's a lot of stuff a lot of meetings ought to be able to take place virtually yeah yeah now uh that would have otherwise you know taken yeah. longer to organize yeah i mean you know i you know with all this um we can talk to to each other around the world so i could talk to my brother tim in, in new zealand couldn't i yeah. i could talk to him virtually and you could talk to anybody in the world I mean, yeah. I don't want to get this is I don't want to get too political, but you know they keep going on about them the Taliban and things like that. Well, I'd like to talk to the Taliban. There's a podcast done about that already. Or oh, is there? Oh dear. What's the name? Um, Serial. Okay. Have you ever listened to Serial? No, never. So you know, like now that you're getting into being a podcast, yes, you yeah. should actually. You should listen to some good podcasts. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, just to see what the competition are doing. Yeah, okay. and I can recommend the first. So that was the second series of Serial, which yeah, was nowhere yeah. near as good. The first series of Serial, as in S E R I A L. Yes, that is a sensational podcast. Okay. I think that was the first podcast I ever really listened to. Okay, and it is so very good. And the lady whose voice, Sarah Koenig, I think her name is. Yeah, who's American? She's just got like a very hypnotic soothing soothing voice voice yeah well i will listen to that nick i will follow your advice thank you for that i'm not sure that you will (laughs) yeah i will 
the podcast I have listened to, I did listen to Louis through. Oh, his ones are good. Then that's your fault, Nick, because you said to me, oh, you can do a podcast. You can be a bit like Louis through. Anyway, so I listened to Louis through. I listened to him interviewing Lenny Henry. Oh, yeah. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I thought it was, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Louis through. I'm, he gets people to talk. Yeah, yeah. He lets yeah. them talk. He lets them talk, yeah. And that's, Just like you. Yeah, except that I tend to sort of like talk too much, don't I, Nick, apparently. Um, yeah. I hadn't noticed. Yeah. And I do. I have, well, television programs. I mean, Lou Thru's television programs with Jimmy Savile and also Lou Thru's program with Max Clifford. Absolutely fantastic. Fascinating, I would say. Well done, Louis. Keep it up. And um, yeah, well, that's no, I, I, I'm a big fan of Louis Theroux, yeah. And is I liked the ones he did on prisons, he's done a, a few on prisons. Oh, has he? Yeah, in yeah, America, I, in yeah, America. in America, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did one that had like two parts, yeah, and then he did one which was just a single one. And um, yeah, I think he he he, he does, and he he, I, know, I was listening to something that he was doing. Uh, I read his book, maybe. Yeah. He wrote a book fairly, fairly recently. And yeah. he was more sort of open about his own. He was quite open about his own life in a okay. way. Okay. And I think I think maybe the impression I got was that people had said, we don't know anything about you. You know, like yeah. we'd like to know about you. Yeah. And so he had felt the need to do that. Yeah. And I think he is quite a he cares what people think. Yeah. yeah. I think if you've watched this stuff, you might not get that impression about yeah, him. Yeah. But I think he probably cares quite a lot. And so I think he felt that he'd had that criticism and he wanted to respond to that. Okay. Way. And he was, he went into quite personal stuff. Okay. Which, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, and, he's, and, and his, and his, his, his podcast ones are good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you just get stuff out of people, really. He's yeah, he's he can talk to people and he gets people to open up. That's that's his big skill. Um, I'm just we're going to finish on Louis through Louis. You've had your time. Um, I did watch other television. podcasts are available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did remember his television program on this. Um, I thought we were finished on him. No, no, we just nearly finished. Nearly oh, finished. Do you have to have the last word? I have to have the last word. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this program on this this female serial killer Eileen Wernos absolutely fantastic I love that that program it was great I ended up loving Eileen Wernos but obviously in, in real real time if she got hold of me she killed me because that's what she did um but also so anyway we finished with Lou through now um I tell you what I listened to I did listen to Peter Crouch's podcast oh yeah I and no offense Peter I didn't find it very strong. It was like, it's me and my mates, and aren't we funny? You know? Yeah. Well, unlike this. Yeah, unlike this, which is like serious, hard hitting stuff. I mean, as as Nick mentioned earlier, it's, he, he felt, Nick felt it was a bit like the Larry King. Uh, well, yeah, the, 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 um, we've got this microphone on the table, so yeah, it stood up. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, when it first was produced, I, I felt like I was going to meet Larry King. Yeah. R.I.P. Well, maybe he'll come in. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, this microphone uh, belongs to my son, Edward. And um, 
he was one waffling on about it this morning. He said, "Oh, it needs protecting. You've got to put a towel around it. You've got to protect." Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, don't, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't they normally have a sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. We should do. We should do. We should protect it more, shouldn't we? We'll get a protection anyway. Um, and we're drinking. Um, all of us. That's me, Charles, my son, stroke technician, and Nick. We're all drinking Punk IPA Brewdog, postmodern classic. Um, well, it's basically it's a lager. It's a can of lager, isn't it? I think it's an IPA, isn't it? It's an IPA, so it's not a lager. It's very nice. Okay, we should really be. Um... <coughs> a few seconds left, though. Is that all? Are you going to run out? Are we only doing half an hour? Yeah, it just does. Well, well that's it. That, that'll do. That'll do. I'm, half we should be. Dr- I'm going to get my free advert in. Yeah. We should be drinking five points. Five points. But okay. there weren't any in the fridge, unfortunately. Okay. So, and I must say, I'm only having a very small glass. Yeah. Here yeah. Because I am feeling my way back. Yeah. Yeah. This is only the. I had a pint of shandy, lager shandy. Wow. On Sunday. Yeah. And now I've had a very small glass. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah, no, I'm not going to overdo it. Your recovery will take time. So just relax sometimes. Anyway, so I think that's the end of the podcast. Thank you to everyone at Homerton Hospital for all your fine work in patching me up and getting me on my way. Yeah. Can I just verify the NHS in this country? Yeah. Fantastic. Heroic. NHS, fantastic. Okay. Good night. Give them a pay rise. Yeah. Hello there, we're Simon Packard here. We're just doing the, uh, we're wrapping up the episode five, which we recorded yesterday with uh, Nick Packard up in Hackney. And um, it basically, it, it revolved around his, um, his burst, his burst ulcer. What was that? Is that right, Maria? No, appendix. Oh, sorry. His ruptured appendix or something like that. Anyway, it, it wrapped around that. And my original thought was, because we've got Yvonne Summersby turning up tonight today, and she's a healthcare professional. So she, we, our original idea was for her, Yvonne Summersby and Maria here, Maria McDonald, who was also a healthcare professional, to listen to that episode and to decide um, if, and make, <laughs> give us their view, give us their views. Anyway, we decided not to do that. Although Yvonne is still coming over. Um, I've, I've lapsed into a bit of Suffolk speak because I'm, I'm in touch with my roots. That's the reason. And, but Maria gets a bit annoyed because I did wake up the other morning uh, talking to Suffolk and um, she says, what are you talking about stupid accent for? Anyway, um, usually what happens is when I get back from our uh, annual holiday in Thorpe Ness, I do for a week or two, I start talking Suffolk because I've, I've channeled my inner Suffolk. Um, but that's okay. She's used to that. But um, I'm afraid it's, it seems to be coming back more and more. And it doesn't help my brother Mark and his wife Linda being living in Woodbridge. It doesn't help that because they keep going on walks and viewing places around Suffolk and stuff. In fact, he sent he even sent me um, a message on our app. He sent a message from Felixstowe. Uh, he must have been looking at property there. And also, he uh, gives a picture of a gravestone of uh, some man who was called, with the surname Packard, who uh, must be related to us. We're not absolutely sure, but we're going to contact uh, Giles Colchester, who's the expert on Packards, um, to tell us where he fits in.
I've written it down somewhere, but I can't find it. Um, anyway, um, and also, uh, so I'm just wrapping up this episode, and we're gonna go, we're gonna post it um, very shortly. Um, now we just a bit of an admin here. Uh, we want to appoint a regulator, somebody who uh, because all these websites and pod, podcasts and stuff have people who who decide what should and what shouldn't be said said so you know they um they kind of regulate it um now in the run-up we've got we've got uh, shirley and ian from uh holland they're in the lineup shirley's very uh, efficient yan is as well but yan is a, a proper dutch person whereas shirley comes from uh, california or something she's got loads of sisters loads of brothers and um in fact she does a feature because we had a picture she sent us a picture of her her family all her uh, children she's got those and grandchildren and son-in-laws and and yan and stuff and that picture i somebody saw it and they thought the background they thought it was beckham place park because the buildings are very similar and um i stuck it up in the um cottage on the notice board there in Beckham Place Park and it was up there it's still I think it's might still be up there now anyway and people didn't know who it was but they thought they thought like me they thought the background was Beckham Place Park because it looks like the the architecture is similar anyway we're um when this pandemic is finished we'll we'll be going over there and we'll be um having a bit of a sort of swap with with them um it's like a twin town i suppose isn't it uh, anyway um so we got shirley and yan and we've also got lynn and ian is, is that right Maria? lynn and ian and they're in cheltenham now uh lynn i don't know what they're doing in cheltenham but lynn is um a catford person she isn't it all right <laughs> maria's got her hands on her hips now <laughs> she's she's look stop channeling you in and john wayne love it's all right. Anyway, then um, in 1955, that was a good year in Lewis Hospital because Maria was born there. Weren't you, Maria? No. <laughs> she doesn't like this. <laughs> and also, uh, Lynn, Lynn was born there in 1955. Um, I suppose, that, I mean, is, is it Lynn Shortland or is it Liz jo Lynn Johns? <laughs> Hands on the hips again. I better move on quickly. Anyway, we got... Um, and she's very good. She's very uh, efficient. She used to be a, a university lecturer at Warwick University in the Caribbean studies, and she knows her stuff. So she's so Shirley and Yan, <coughs> Lynn and Ian, and also we've got potential. We, we we're just we're just deciding, and we've also got uh, Bradley from Beckham Place Park. Now he's an up and coming talent. You know he's coming through. Because if you think about it, in 30 years' time, uh, most of the people on this uh, podcast uh, will be dead. Um, not to put too fine of mind. But Bradley, in 30 years' time, will be approaching retirement in 30 years. So he's one for the future. He's one to watch. Um, <coughs> there's the possibility of Will working um, as, as a moderator. But unfortunately, his grasp of technology is still in the 1950s. 
So he's he's ruled out. We've ruled him out. Um, he actually has a telephone. He's the last person to operate a telephone where you have to wind it up before you speak. He's really stuck in uh, stuck in the past. Anyway, um, and also the other thing is uh, when we're up at the uh, volunteering at Beckham Place Park, we're up at the cottage there. And um, got, we've got this in the cottage. A lot of passers-by walk past on a path. And I'm getting a lot of laughs because at Will's expense. But he's okay. He, he's okay with it. He understands. But um, whenever I'm... Because Will, can I just tell you, he worked for Lewisham Council for 23 years in the, in the building department. He's got some good stories. In fact, we'll have to have him as a guest. A guest here uh, of the podcast, but he um, when I make these jokes, I sort it's just, it's not bullying, but I mention whenever I mention Lewisham Council to the members of the public, we get a laugh or we get a smile. So um, I do mention Lewisham Council quite a lot in in connection with Will. Um, if, for example, I might shout, uh, "Well, that's what you get for working for Lewisham Council." You're brain dead, uh, or something like that, which I find f- immensely funny. But um, and I do get laughs, but um, you know, I get a few stern looks from people like Lucy and and Gavin, who, who work there, who, who are proper people. Anyway, so um, those are the three contenders um, for uh, regulator. There's uh, Shirley and Yan, Lynn and Ian, and Bradley, and definitely not Will. Okay, that's that's what we're going to do, and we're going to sort that out. And so they, they will be able to answer any queries, and we better set them up with a uh, an email address, and uh, that should be sorted out. Nina, what are you shouting about? Nothing. Nothing. All oh, right. Okay. So um, that's it, really. That was episode five. So we're going to post that, and uh, we should be trying to do one a week, one post after week. Okay, Nina, stop shouting. All right. Good night. Bye.